Welcome back, everybody. It's Carter, and Adam Spates is joining us this week to talk about week 11 in the Genesis Journal. Why does Scripture record all the nitty-gritty details, the wrongs and pitfalls of people in Scripture? Let's talk about that as we prepare to read this week. And then for the spotlight, we'll answer questions 4 and 5. Is our salvation dependent on who we are or what we've done? And can you earn salvation? Then we've got another challenge for you this week. Our vision is to give every baseball player around the world the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, respond to the message, and grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast with Full Count Ministries. All right, guys, we're in week 11, Genesis 25, 12 through 27, 46. And we have the pleasure to have Adam Spates on with us uh, today uh, for the podcast for this episode. Uh, Jacob could not be here this week, and Adam has uh, filled the spot, and we're so thankful to have him. Adam and his family are living as missionaries in Shenandoah, Nicaragua right now. Um, how are you doing, Adam? Doing good. Uh, fill the spot. I don't know if that would be the correct phrase. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here, though, to have the opportunity to, to help out and and uh, take Jacob's place in, in his absence. Uh, I know he's with a brother who is uh, going through a hard time losing his father. So I'm glad to be here, uh, here in Shenandoah, just trying to kick, kick it like a ten-legged ninja. Yeah, man. Uh, that's things I've heard you've been working really hard you know despite uh the the troubles that we've had uh with bringing guys down there like we hoped for but uh you're you're working hard and we're thankful for what you're doing and just thank you for being on and and doing this with us this week yeah man we've got a lot of things going here a lot of good things going uh good things in the work seeing guys uh start really think about who they are in in the sight of god and uh so I'm uh, thankful for all the prayers of you guys there, and, and thankful for the brotherhood of guys who are in the fight. Yeah, man. Uh, so let's yeah let's jump into this week's readings. I know you've uh, you've read ahead of all the the D groups uh, this week, and uh, what are some things that we can look out for as we read through these couple chapters? Yeah, man. I'm I'm really excited about this Genesis journal because uh, the Old Testament is something that a lot of times we try to avoid. For the simple fact that, in, in like in chapter twenty-five, we see, you know, Ishmael, who was born of uh, basically a servant in the household of Abraham, and, and you know that doesn't really make sense to us. Uh, things like that that happen, you know, Jacob and Esau fighting it out, and and you know we have the questions of, well, God, why did you allow this and that? Why did you allow Jacob, who wasn't the legitimate? you know, first son, firstborn son, be able to have the rights through basically sin of, uh, you know, uh, things like that. We have, and then in Romans that we read out of the spotlight, we have the questions of, you know, God has compassion on who he has compassion. And so we have these hard questions that have to be, you know, they can't be danced around in our minds, but it brings us to think about the sovereignty of God and who he is 
and just that there are some questions that in this earth, uh, with our limited knowledge, we can't answer. We can't, we can't, you know, like Job, we can't say who God is if we don't really know in the, in that aspect, we just have to trust in his sovereignty and who he is and that he knows best. But what we can define from these is what we can do with most of the Old Testament is it leads us to the knowledge of knowing who we are as human beings, uh, which is a sinful person always. Uh, like Abraham and Sarah, when God promised that he would give them a child, they were impatient. Uh, and so they brought in the, the servant to try to have the firstborn son. And that's how we have Ishmael and his 12 sons and tribes. Uh, Jacob and Esau. Uh, Esau wanted self-gratification. He was so hungry that he was willing to give up his natural birthrights for a bowl of beans. Uh, Jacob wanted to, to be what his brother was, wanted to be first so bad that he swindled his dad and his brother uh, he lied and, and, and acted like he was his brother just so that he could have something that really wasn't his. Uh, lying, stealing. I mean, these, these are who we are. I mean, we, we see Isaac walk in with his wife and say, hey, this is not my wife. She's my sister. Um, th this is who we are. You know, this is thousands of years ago, but man has not changed and is not going to change. This is who we are, sinful men who will always choose what's best for us, what's, what's, what we feel is, is convenient for us, what's easy, uh, what advances us above others. This is who we are and who we always be. And it's, it's really good to uh, see this in the Old Testament, see that we can, we can share with these young men as we're leading them through these scriptures. You know, if you were in Jacob's place, you're going to do the same. If you were in Abraham's place, you're going to do the same. If you're in Isaac's place, you're going to do the same. I'm going to do the same because we're sinful human beings. And, and so that's what, if, I'm, if I'm leading a D group through this journal, that's what I'm going to try to uh, lead these young men through and think about for myself is not to focus so much on the hard questions that we can't truly answer ourselves, um, other than the fact that God is sovereign and, and acts on his own will and he's always right, he's always just, I'll focus more on knowing who we are and that we're the same as the people thousands of years ago and that we have a sinful condition and we need a Savior. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, that uh, this definitely, these couple chapters, yeah, for me, shed a light on the human condition. And the Bible uh, doesn't pick favorites <laughs> usually when it comes to uh, showing people their sin. Uh, I mean, you see in every you know patriarch, every hero in the the Old Testament and the New, their flaws. We do know, you know, one that that didn't have one. Uh, uh, Jesus came as the perfect example and sacrifice for us. And uh, but it, you know, Romans as we'll jump into Romans in the spotlight is clear in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And, uh, yeah, I think these are these couple chapters that we're going to read uh, this week uh, definitely show who we are. Yeah, Romans 3.10 as well says there's no one righteous, not even one. And I'm thankful because, I mean, you know, if I were Moses and I'm, and I'm like, 
you know, here's Isaac, you know, our father, uh, you know, in the faith, or Abraham, especially Isaac, we don't need, honestly, the story of him saying that his wife was his sister to those guys to save his life. You know, that's not absolutely necessary, but I'm really thankful because if I'm writing that book, I'm leaving that out. I'm going to clean up his life as best I can, you know, uh, and, and, you know, there would be the temptation to make Jacob look as best as possible. But I'm really thankful that Moses and the, and the writers inspired by God are, uh, show us these characteristics of these people so that, so that we can understand just who we are since the fall of, of man and Adam that, uh, that now comes the Savior, Jesus Christ, the propitiation for us. Um, it, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's hard at times reading the Old Testament because we see some of those things and have some of those questions. But, you know, I'm, I'm just really thankful that we can, we can look back through time and say, yeah, uh, me too. All right, Adam, let's jump into the spotlight in week 11 on page 150 in the Genesis Journal titled uh, Jacob's Blessing. We're in Romans 9, 6 through 16. And uh, let's let's uh, look at this conversation starter question number four. Is our salvation dependent on who we are or what we've done? Uh, so uh, what do you think about that? Adam, in uh, response to the spotlight scripture? Uh, praise God, no, uh, is the answer. Because uh, as, as we talked about, we're, you know, our decisions, we're always predisposed to sin, as we see in Genesis 25, 26, and 27. Uh, and then the verse 11 here in Romans 9, yet before the twins were born, or had done anything good or bad um, in order that God's purpose and election might stand. And so it, we see there that it, it was, Jacob was chosen without having done anything. And so it's the same with our salvation. It's, it's not based on anything good or bad that we have done because it will always be bad. You know, we are dead in our trespasses and sin. We were made alive through Jesus Christ. And so we're always going to choose bad. So if it were left up to us to do anything good, um, none of us would be saved. None of us would receive salvation. Yeah, we've talked about uh, that a little bit in past episodes, that if it were up to if we were good or bad, that would be a works-based salvation, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Um and I, and I think that that leads good into question number five is, is can you earn your salvation? And, you know, verse 12 says, not by works, but by him who calls, she was told. And so in, in like Ephesians uh, chapter two, verse eight and nine, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works that no one can boast. And, and so that, that, it's that. It's, it, it's, no one can boast about salvation because it's through Jesus. But also, it's, it's, as human beings, we would never be able to do enough. We can't, 
as we said in Romans 3.10, there's no one righteous, not even one. Um, so if we could earn our salvation, we're not going to be trying to earn our salvation because without Jesus sending his spirit inside of us, without his death, him bringing the Holy Spirit and sending it to us and choosing us, we will not choose him first and foremost. And if we're not choosing him, we're not going to be trying to earn his salvation. So, and then after he sends a spirit still, it's, if it's left up to what we do, it will never be enough because we're at the heart in our flesh. We're still sinners. We will always be sinners like Jacob, like Esau, like Abraham, like Isaac. Uh, we we won't do what is sufficient to earn our salvation. And we can't because to earn salvation is perfection. And that's something that we on the baseball field, we in our homes, uh, in our work life, something that we cannot do, achieve perfection in anything, much less in righteousness. Yeah, our uh, works are filthy rags, uh, is what Scripture says. And um, so that, yeah, that, that hits the nail on the head. Uh, um, but as a D group leader, so somebody that I'm leading these guys, I definitely don't want to say, hey, don't do this or that, uh, you know. Um, but, like, what can we tell them uh, to encourage them to live a life that God's called us to be? We know that the works that he's prepared for us are good, but those aren't those aren't what saves us. Um, so what is a what is an encouragement that we can give our D group members. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's it's a lot of temptation for us sometimes, and uh, the easy thing to teach is you know the old uh, children's Sunday school lessons, basically a moral gospel. Uh, don't do this. Do this. Do this. Don't do that. And and that's not salvation. That that you know the the old cliche goes. Uh, Faith produces works, works doesn't produce faith. You know, the Bible says that we were saved unto good works. And so that, that would be what I would, what I would teach is that, um, that as a Christian, once the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, then the Spirit produces fruit in us. And that is that the things that we do or don't do that are according to the Word of God are because of Him living inside of us. You know, um, as, as Paul said, there's nothing good in me except Jesus Christ. And so that's the, the works that we do are out of our faith instead of our works being our faith. Yeah, he's transformed us from the inside out. It's the things that we want to do now. I, I can, in relating it to baseball, it's, it's like, you know, someone who doesn't have a love for the game is not going to be willing to run foul poles. Is not going to be able to be willing to take uh, ground ball after ground ball um, to put in the work that it takes uh, to play the game at a, at a higher level. And so it's the love for the game that produces that desire to do those things. And and it's same with us uh, as Christians. It's the love of the Father and the love for our fellow man that he gives us that produces the the desire to do those things it's not because of us it's because of the love that's inside of us for him and he's the one who gives us that 
that we see in Romans uh, 9 in verse 15. I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. I'll have compassion on whom I have compassion. You know, he is the one who uh, chooses to, to give us those things. And it's because of him that we have that love. And because of him, we do the works. Without him, we have no works. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's really a, a void question as to whether works are sufficient. Uh, because we could never do enough and never do the right thing without him first intervening in our lives and giving us the ability to do so. I guess the words that came to my mind while you were talking is submission, just total submission, total trust, total love of, of God and the plans that he has for us and that the faith that it's all going to be okay if we're, if we're following him. He's going to take care of us, and um, we're going to do meaningful things if we're in that relationship with him. Absolutely. Uh, James says that, you know, uh, that faith, faith produces works, and then we're to be doers, not only hearers of the word. And, and then we go back to Romans 8, what you just said, and going back a little, 8.28 says that everything uh, works out for the good of those who who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so, yeah, when we're called according to his purpose, everything will be fine. And, um, and, that's, and that's, we can have comfort in that and his compassion for us and mercy in that. All right, so uh, with all that, with all that we talked about, Adam, uh, what do you think are, what, what's one thing that we can focus on this week uh, after our D group meeting um, for the next seven days uh, for these guys as they um, are away from their D group? Um, for me, a good challenge for, for the guys in your group would be over the next seven days, uh, after you have your meeting to tell them over the next seven days until the next meeting, think about when, when you're praying to thank God uh, for his compassion and his mercy, but also to take note over the next seven days, take note of every decision that they have, whether it's to put themselves in front of others, uh, whether they have the opportunity to put someone down, make fun of them, um, when they have the opportunity to, to look at that good-looking girl in a sexual way, you know, uh, all these little moments in time over the next seven days where they have the choice to sin or not to sin, to do what's right or do what's wrong in the eyes of God, to take note of those and how frequent they are. And whenever they choose right, to thank God, and whether they choose wrong, to thank God that he sent his son to die for us. Thank Jesus for the work that he done on the cross for us. Thank him for sending the spirit to live inside of us so that whatever it is that we do is him. Just to be thankful in prayer and as a form of worship. And if you have ones that are not uh, a Christian in your group, to challenge them to think, hey, over the next week, as you come across those moments in time, if you choose wrong, and it's inevitable that all of us will at some point, at least one, choose wrong that one choice that is sin is enough to send you to 
hell for an eternity without believing in Jesus Christ and the work that he done on the cross, without living for him, that, that one choice is enough. And as they'll take note over seven days, there's going to be more than one. So uh, that would be my challenge as a praise, a worship, uh, a, a, a living in the spirit, praying and choosing to, to be in an attitude of thankfulness uh, for the compassion and the mercy uh, that God showed, shown us by choosing us through his son, Jesus Christ. There's some really good challenges, Adam. Thank you so much for, for coming on. You didn't just fill the spot. You're going to replace Jacob as uh, this guy to, to talk about Scripture with me. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'm really thankful for the opportunity. I'm sure Jacob will have something to say about that. Hey, guys, wanted to really uh, give you a big thanks. Uh, it's a big motivation for me here in Shenandaga, Nicaragua, to know that you guys there are doing the same. Um, so keep keep going, keep fighting, keep pressing on, keep digging in the Word, and most of all, keep make, making disciples. Love you guys. have enjoyed this episode of the training for an eternal crown podcast you can visit our website for more resources and also find this podcast on all major platforms full count ministries exist to create disciples using the game of baseball we are a non-profit ministry and if you have benefited from this resource we would encourage you to consider donating to the cause to reach every baseball player with the gospel giving them the opportunity to respond to the gospel and then to grow in the relationship with jesus please like subscribe and share this podcast so that you can play a part in accomplishing the mission that god has put on our hearts for baseball players around the globe. Globe.